0: People wear places like they wear shoes. A place shifts around you, and you shift inside it, growing blisters and then calluses, becoming used to each other. But shoelaces tatter. Soles grow thin. Every day spent in a place frays the carpets, compresses the dirt, scuffs the sidewalks, or kills the grass just a little bit more. Floors creak. Stairs bounce, trees, moss, weeds, and mildew grow, walls sag, pipes chatter, and finally leak. Every breath changes the paint in a room or the growth of green things beside you. Every switch of the lights sends lightning rivers racing through secret grooves in hidden copper wires. No place is ever the same tomorrow. Take off your shoes and leave them in the tall grass for a year. Return and slip them on if you can. Disturb the ants and centipedes and beetles that now live inside. Wiggle your toes. You have changed. No place is yours forever. The evening sun dragged its light sideways across a lake, across miles of hills and barns and highways until it found Cyrus Smith, tipping back in a wooden patio chair in a place that had once been his own. Cyrus inhaled a rich slice of autumn air, scented with distant cattle and ripe fields and dusty asphalt and whole forests of yellowing trees. The smell was familiar, and it plucked memory strings inside him. But everything else had changed. The Archer Motel was nothing like the decaying roadside carcass that he and Antigone and Daniel had once made their home. As Cyrus looked around, he felt like he was being lied to. The motel was a little bit taller now, and the new metal roof gleamed. The walls were bright Jamaica blue, new windows set inside Angel White Trim threw perfect reflections back at him, and working air conditioners hummed to themselves in diligent boredom. At the far end of the building, the motel had even grown a sparkling diner with huge windows and bright red bar stools. Out front, smooth asphalt wore fresh yellow reflective parking stripes with casual pride. And at night the golden lady, with her arrow drawn, bathed the motel with warm, uninterrupted neon. Strangest of all, immediately in front of where Cyrus sat, tipping in his chair with one knee bouncing, chlorine-blue water slurped gently at the edges of a swimming pool that had once held only a collection of cast-off tires. To be completely fair, Cyrus Smith wasn't much like the boy the motel remembered, either. It had been well over a year since he had called room 111 his own. Since he and his sister had been swallowed up by the order of Brendan. A year of training, a year of struggle, a year of blood. Cyrus's shoulders were broader than when the motel had seen him last, and his arms were longer and knotted. Veins striped his dark forearms and the backs of his hands. His black hair was short enough to be uncombable, but long enough to jut out from his scalp in whichever direction it liked. A seamless white silk bandage was wound tight around his left wrist, stained on the inside with the ooze of an unhealed wound where Oliver Laughlin, nephew of Phoenix, had slashed him with the dragon's tooth. He rubbed the bandage with his thumb while his knee bounced. The biggest change was in his dark eyes. Cyrus Smith knew who he was. He had seen nightmares become real. He knew what it was to be hunted, and he knew what it was to hunt, to run and to attack, to stand his ground, willing to kill and willing to die. He knew the smell of death's breath and how cold it felt on his skin. And he knew how sluggish and tired he felt every time he even thought about trying to learn something. It was like being a bug stuck in tree sap.